Hello Senior Team message is presented in this caregiver-centric podcast, providing an update on what's new and exciting across the campuses of Enlo Health. Hello everyone, I'm Jolene Francis, Vice President of Philanthropy and Communications. Welcome to the February 2024 episode of Enlo's Message. Today, we're talking with Enlo Health's CFO, Kevin Woodward. Hey, Kevin, how are you today? Good, Jolene. Thank you. Good. Thanks for being here. I always enjoy having you on the podcast. I guess that's because I'm one of those weirdos that likes to talk about finances because numbers are so fun. So we've finished the first six months of our fiscal year and the results for December 31st have been finalized in reviews. So tell us, Kevin, how did we do? We actually did pretty well. And it's probably worth just revisiting fiscal year 2023, which ended in June 30, right? 2023. It was a, a year of extreme volatility and certainty for the organization. We started off with, you know, the first quarter with a significant losses that would have put us on a trajectory of great concern as an organization. And beginning in Q2 of that, we started to see a real change in utilization patterns across the organization, consistent with what was being seen nationally, right? A decline in inpatient utilization with some modest growth in outpatient services. And so Enlo experienced the same. And so closing out fiscal year 2023, inpatient utilization was down about 7% and outpatient utilization was up about 14 That all translates into total operating revenue of $842 million and total operating costs of $842 million. So we literally broke even for 2023. We kick off fiscal year 2024, effective July 1st, right? And we close the six months ending December 31st. And we're producing a modest operating margin sufficient to meet our debt service requirements after paying all of our expenses and, and labor costs and, and supply costs and providing additional cash flows to support the level of capital reinvestment in the organization that we've targeted for this year. So about $26 million in debt service and about $30 million in capital. And we've done that with a continued growth in the outpatient setting. So inpatient utilization has begun to stabilize, which is consistent with what we're seeing nationally. And so it's relatively flat for us for an organization. And we continue to see that exponential growth in outpatient services for Enlo. And that's about approximately 15% growth year over year across the organization. So pretty good result thus far. Yeah, I guess we can sum that up with so far, so good. Right. Six months in, so far, so good. Okay, well, we know that the numbers themselves are actually telling a story. Mm-hmm. And the, the story behind them is really what's important. And part of that story is the exponential growth you just talked about and that we've experienced in some of our outpatient service lines. So what can you tell us about that? What's driving that, do you think? It is in particular service and service lines, and it's probably worth just visiting what we mean by exponential. In in healthcare, you know, it, it follows demographic patterns, changes in and, and population, aging population, and to see a point or two change in services is meaningful. And so to experience a 15% change in outpatient services is exponential. And so that's what we mean by that. Where much of this is being driven, we've said it a lot, and, and it continues to be the case, is our cancer program continues to see significant growth, just as an example, in the infusion setting, about 15% year over year, whereas in 2023, it was 30 to 40% year over year. So again, the continued growth, radiation oncology is also experiencing significant growth when we compare it to the same period last year, over 30%. Other areas include outpatient imaging. We're seeing a growth in excess of 30% in those offerings. Cardiology services, cath lab services, again, a 10% growth. That would all be defined as exponential 
And then just clinic services overall, the clinic encounters are up at three to 4% and those translate into procedures, right? Mm -hmm. And so it is the outpatient. It is, again, continued growth across the organization. And some of those, that the positive results is not just attributed to volumes. It's really attributed to increased discipline across the organization as it relates to the financial rigor. And as an example, we have about 150 accounting units or departments and last year, only about 50% of those were meeting their key performance indicators as it relates to labor, which is about 90% of costs for any given department. Mm-hmm. This year, we see about 75% of our departments meeting their KPI targets that are you know, included into the original projection or budget of the organization. So it's not only the growth, but it's also the efficiency and effectiveness of the organization that's driving that level of profitability to support this level of reinvestment that we've targeted for 2024. Yeah. Now the swing in departments that are actually meeting their KPIs, that was pretty substantial from year to year, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. So that's really great work on everybody's part, I think. Thank you for all that background. You know, it's critically important information that all of us really do understand. So we need to listen up and hear what's going on so that we understand it. And I I really hope that everybody knows that your team in finance does so much more than just track and report out the numbers and balance a checkbook, right? I mean, you are also deeply engaged in helping us chart the path forward, looking for those strategies and those initiatives to help us plan for future growth, to steer around those economic storms that come our way and analyzing the long-term impacts of capital investments. So I think it's comforting to know that we have such a skilled team steering our financial ship, but what would you like to share about your team and the team that you've assembled assembled and and their teams? And what would you share with the organization about those guys? Probably just start with the last couple of years, there really has been an investment in the organization in systems and solutions, right? The Axiom product, which is providing visibility, not only into the organization that we hadn't had before, but visibility nationally. So when we talk about how we compare nationally, there's 1,300 other hospitals on that system that we can get some level of benchmarking and, and analysis that we can you know, say, hey, we're just like everybody else or we're doing better than most. And so that's been meaningful, obviously led by the finance team and, and the IT relative to the implementation and that tool. And then just investment in people, right? We've added a number of financial analysts that have added to the rigor, are meeting with our managers and directors that have financial responsibility and, and driving this change, right? And that high level metric where we had 50% of our departments meeting their targets last year, and we have seven, in excess of 75% of our departments meeting their financial targets this year. So that's that's some great thing. As it relates to what we're trying to drive more strategically and everybody is supporting, uh, not just those in the financial division, you know, it's beyond IT and finance and, and a rev cycle, but just Our principal focus now is obviously the cancer center is a strategic priority. And the good news relative to that project, it's on time and on budget, right? And so Mm -hmm. that is strategically important, not only from a community need relative to the incidence and mortality in our service area, but the financial margin that it provides for our mission. So that being on on time and on budget and with, you know, mobilization on the site going to happen in April, groundbreaking in May, we're excited, you know, that building should be delivered in the first quarter of 2026. Again, strategically important to the organization. Others include 
the work that's being done and developing the business case for a new outpatient imaging center, as well as a cardiology services clinic. And so that work is by a lot of people involved, certainly from the finance discipline, is getting wrapped up such that hopefully when we have a kind of a solid indication as the true cost of the cancer center, we can move forward with these other two projects. And so those are of strategic importance, just like cancer. There's a community need, and then there's also a financial opportunity to continue to support the mission to the organization. Some other areas of focus within our division has really been performance improvement projects. Mm -hmm. And one notable project is home health and hospice, right? It's a current program combined that has, you know, operating losses of an excess of $2 million. And so we've invested in that program by about a $1.3 million investment in the EPIC modules that provides the clinical integration that's needed and improved productivity opportunity. And so Ann Stansel's team and continuous improvement is leading a performance improvement project that we expect to turn that organization around from a financial perspective and, and at least have it begin to contribute to the organization's success soon. So we're pretty excited about that project. And then just another example, I think, relative to financial strategy for the organization was the strategic asset purchase of first responder, right? We, we have an ambulance program and that particular program hasn't produced, you know, positive operating results. And the idea behind this, this strategic purchase was that the two combined programs would actually produce a margin. And so that's some of the why behind that. And that's, I guess, to your question, you know, what's going on in the background and, and what are we working on from a financial perspective? Those are some pretty key strategic priorities that we're excited to see the outcome from. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a tremendous amount of work. And, and I understand why you're very proud of the professionals that you've assembled on that team. They're doing such great work for us. I mean, it's critical that we have those folks doing that analysis so that we know that the moves that we make in the future are the right ones for us. So, and of course, we're very lucky that you are their leader. So thanks for keeping us on track with financial sustainability. Anything else you want to wrap up? Any other thoughts coming into your head you want to share with the organization? No, I, you know, we're trying to, Obviously, we're really seeking stability, a financial stability for the organization because we're taking on an extreme amount of risk, right? We're, we're considering 235 plus million in construction projects in the next 12 to 18 months, right? And so right. the last thing we want to do as an organization is, you know, from a financial perspective, begin to fall apart. So I think all the, the tools are there, the discipline's growing, and the the utilization or volumes are, are currently a friend to the organization. And so we're positioned well to take on that risk of right starting mm -hmm. to spend a lot of money. And the last thing we want to do is be upside down when we do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we've got a lot of faith. The senior team has a lot of faith in the organization itself and that people are doing the best that they can to move us forward. And as the more information that we can share, like we're sharing today, helps everybody understand how important that really is, that we, we do the very best we can every day and make the most of the investments that we're making for so, the good of our community and for the good of our organization as well. So maybe to add to the answer to your question is, you know, what, what is the outlook for the organization? So we're six months into 2024, we have a positive outlook and we feel a a stable environment, right? For 2024, we look at 2025 and our projections is also 
I hate to be too positive, but positive. With Kevin, some are le- you almost <laughs> smiling? <laughs> yeah. Positive. But with, but with some level of uncertainty, right? And, yeah. And I don't think you can ever get away from that in healthcare when when an acceptable margin's, you know, 1%, right? So, exactly. and that can turn upside down in 30 days. So. Yeah, it could. And, you know, the, the economy could change. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of things that could change. We could suffer another disaster, heaven forbid. But, you know, we always have to be prepared for what we know is coming and then as prepared as we can be for what we don't know is coming. So we just are really glad that you guys are there keeping us on track. That is all about all the time we have for today. I really appreciate you joining us behind the end low microphone, Kevin. Thanks so much for being here. And a special thanks to all of our caregivers for spending time with us and sharing this program with your colleagues and friends. We'll talk again in March when we are joined by another member of our senior team to discuss what's new and exciting across our campuses. Thank you all for your hard work and for choosing to be part of the Enlo Health team. Take care, everyone.